Once upon a time, in a faraway land, I woke up and realized I am going to be a dentist. <laughs> Said like no one ever. These are the real stories, not fairy tales. As we go behind the smiles, this is a podcast where we interview and chat with some of the biggest leaders in dentistry, learn their stories, and share their motivation with your host, Dr. Gina Dorfman. Today's podcast is brought to you by Yappy, an automated paperless software for dentists and their teams. Learn more at yappyapp.com. So it's, uh, anyway, just remember, you know, Fred Joel has that, has it. Uh, book, everything is marketing. Right. And it's true because if an employee, and I love statistics, I'm like Howard Ferran with this <laughs> one and one in 24 employees will quit on their first day. So wow. You, yeah. So what do you think they're saying about you when they leave? Wow. What do you think the, the non-qualified applicants are saying about you when they're walking out? Well, that's right. Everything is marketing. Everything. How can we screw this up, guys? That's how you need to think. And your whole team needs to think that way. So if you don't hire someone, you know, make sure that you treat them like you would want to be treated. The true golden rule. And maybe they can convert to a patient. You know, I actually had that happen. Yeah, really? That's great. Yeah. Well, whoever interviewed them, it might have been you, though. (laughs) But whoever interviewed them needs to do more of that hiring. Because you don't want anybody hiring for you that's not excited about your organization and that won't hire for the align the HR alignment that you need. You know, you you know, we're we're dealing with like flatter organizations now. We're dealing with hiring to fill gaps. Where are the gaps within our team development? How can we find the people that we need to be better? You know, and hiring sometimes if you can afford it. If, if you're hiring when you don't need them, that's even better. A so. couple of things you said that I want to go back to. First of all, yeah. <clears throat> you're absolutely right. Bringing people on board when you don't necessarily need them. If you find someone who is really good, they can actually help you grow. Yes. And, and, you know, your mom always says, you know, if you're, if you're, if you still have the same number of hygienists as you had 10 years ago, your practice is right. growing, your back door is wide open. Right. Same thing here. If your front office, if you, if your front office employees haven't, uh, if you still have the same number of employees working at the front, your practice isn't growing. Who is no. making those calls? And, and you know, a lot of front office. You probably know this. A lot of front office uh, teams are understaffed, mm-hmm. uh, and it's yeah. probably because the doctor is not even um, seeing what's happening at the front, and they're not. And, and the front office employee is like an octopus with eight hands and a big head trying to manage. And a state interview would fix that. Yes. <laughs> because that's when the employee says, I'm overwhelmed. And, and you as a leader, you have to say whether that's true or not, like debug it. Yes. You know, maybe they're not organized. Maybe they're right. <laughs> maybe exactly. if they feel that way, they won't stay. Exactly. And, you know, you, you said debug it. Uh, one of my favorite things is um, there's um, it's a concept of figuring out what happened by asking why multiple yeah. times. Yeah. I'm overwhelmed. Why? Uh, what's on your mind? What else is bothering you? Right. That right. what else is a very important question. Yes. So, and uh, why is that? And, and yeah. eventually you might find out that, you know, oh, maybe if I just bought this 
I don't know, software system book, brought in a consultant that we would solve our systems. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I just need more people. Maybe she's very efficient. Maybe she's working. And we actually, we, I had a conversation with our human resources manager, Mm -hmm. um, Yesterday, uh, we, you know, one of our tech support leads, uh, I, first I talked to my brother and he said, you know, I don't think Sam is getting to this and that. And, and so then I talked to Siobhan and Siobhan's like, Sam is doing the job of two people. Wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's, you know, he's the yeah. uh, tech support lead and, and he's also the systems administrator. I'm like, okay, well, let's talk to Sam, find out which job he likes better and hire someone for the second yes. job. Because right. Sam isn't, you know, he's only human. He only has so many hours. Yeah. And, yeah. and, um, and um, you also mentioned um, that, you know, we need to hire people for willingness to learn and mm-hmm. that it's very difficult to test. Um, but there are also ways to kind of, you know, test people out and see who they are. And, and um, doing that in a um, group interview is very, um, I find it um, easier to do in a group interview and also just asking them uh, more behavioral questions rather than, you know, what, where do you see yourself in five years? Absolutely. Like people, people have a rehearsed answer to that. Right. So hiring is a system. Totally. I think you're, am I just quoting your mom? And by the way, I follow (laughs) listeners, but it's true. If you've been listening under a rock, Yes. Uh, And, you know, again, with, with, and the big thing now you guys is, is again, more of this diversity stuff. When you are with your employment testing, you know, I love Wonderlick, but check results, go back and look, who did we hire? Um, and I see, I love an analysis though, but this is what an office manager does. They go, okay. So people that were in their twenties, people that we hired in their thirties or interviewed and, and do age groups, do ethnicities. And what was their score for the testing method you gave them? This is how you avoid adverse impact, things like that. Because again, you want to hire in a dental office, you want to hire for behavior and, and loving to learn. If they love to learn, you can do anything with them. It's, it's amazing. So look deep into the metrics. These are today's issues. You know, um, technically I'm not a millennial, but I'm right on the cusp. So I, if I, you know, I know, I know sometimes I say these things and there's people I know that are like, oh, you're just a millennial. I'm not, but there, these are really important topics. We, we need to change the mindset. This is a global world. This is a, a big, a big shift we're seeing in business now. So look at those metrics, look at the results. And just because someone says on Facebook that it's a good solution, don't just toss it into your practice, you know? Um, and that's, and again, that's one thing we did not rehearse this, but that's one thing I love about Yappy is, is it really is a blanket solution for no matter, it's all about patient care. And it's just, it's like, it just covers a lot. A lot of people create products and options um, just to make money, you know, and, and you developed solutions, ways to make jobs easier, happier employees that are, is the user interface. It's so friendly. So, you know, and I, that's, that's, yeah. And, and that's one thing is just, you have to be careful is 
you have to ask yourself, like, how will this align with our core business objectives and our mission statement? You always revert back to that, you know, so. Um, Absolutely. And I, we were just uh, talking about culture in a practice and, and, you know, culture is something that you can either create intentionally or it happens as, as you know, personalities and habits and behaviors that you bring into the team. Yeah. Um, you know, technology may also play influence on that culture. But for the most part, you have to know what culture you want and you have to look for talent that fits into that culture. And if part of your culture is diversity, then you're definitely um, looking for diversity. If if part of your culture, you know, I, we were going over the values here at Yappy and and one of our values is, is growth and how do you grow? And and I don't mean growth as a company. I mean, growth, we want uh, to create a, um, a growth path for our employees here. Nice. Yeah. Um, I actually, you know, kind of going back to what we talked about, um, how do you test for willingness to learn? Well, one of the th- um, interview I mentioned Siobhan earlier, who is our human resources manager. Yeah. Um, I originally, uh, when we interviewed her, um, she we interviewed her for a, I think, an office assistant position. She's really started at the bottom. And um, she, I met her going into the building i met her in the elevator and she oh looked gosh. at me and she said you're dr dorfman aren't you oh, and, nice. and, I, and i was so impressed with that yeah. uh, that's probably one of the factors why i heard her because i realized that someone who looks into the job into the people behind the company yeah. checks out the website remembers my name that's i mean right. that that is already a sign of someone who is willing to learn, who is yeah. curious. She's showing curiosity. Yes. That's such an important trait. And, and of course, you know, she at the time was studying to become a human resources manager. And so when we hired her, that was her growth path, that as our company is going to be big enough to require a human resources manager, we would like her to grow into that position. And I don't even know why I'm talking about this right oh, That's now. wonderful. No, God bless her. <laughs> HR in California. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> I am not worthy. <laughs> you know, that's well, always uh, like, I, I don't know why you like this stuff, but <laughs> more power <laughs> to you, right? Right. I know. Well, and, but that's again where diversity comes in. Like your preferences are different from mine, but together we're better, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, let's let's talk about culture. I, I briefly mentioned culture. How do we create culture? Not every dental office has yeah. um, a positive. Because sometimes you feel it, like you walk into an office and it's and it's just you know like dreaming. Yeah. And other offices, yeah. you walk in and it's such a happy place. And it's incredible how many of our Google and Yelp reviews say. Yeah. You know, this is such a positive place. People are happy there. Um, it's it's you know they really look like they enjoy what they yeah. do. How do we create that kind of culture? In the offices that don't have it, uh, they, and, and, you know, and it's really, it creates a synergy within itself. So no one's guilty. Okay. You have the doctor owner that tends to be, or office manager that, that tends to be a micromanager mm-hmm. because they don't have the systems and the team member wants that autonomy, but they're not ready for it because they don't have the systems. So it does all start at the top. So if you are able to, again, remember the number one reason people leave their job is the lack of training, get them training, 
start the initiative of, of what, how are we going to learn? How are we going to be a learning organization? Give the employee some autonomy, allow them to have a say they, they know what duties need to be done. Just let them do it. Let them give you the results. If you're giving them the tools, let them give you the results and you manage from there. That's excellent. I love what you just said. I, I love what you said about results. Um, I also saw a post yesterday where someone said, well, uh, does anyone know how many, um, for, for a practice with so many patients, how many calls do we need to make for this? How many calls do we need to make for that? How many calls do we need? And I said, you know, you could probably throw some numbers on it. You can probably come up with a guideline. And he said, I want a call log to be turned into me at the end of the day. And I said, you know, what I would rather do is, is tell them what results we want to accomplish. Right. Uh, Give them a system how we're going to make those calls. Train them to make those calls. This is, and I always recommend Classic Practice Resources. Your mom, uh, Sandy Perdue, is one of my favorite people in the world besides you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I've learned so much from her over the years. And um, one of the things that I've really learned from her is, is the importance of verbal skills because we see mm-hmm. people on the phone making phone calls and they, they suck at the, those calls. Mm-hmm. They're really, yeah. really bad. So they don't know what results they need to accomplish. We tell them, right. go make calls. But what, right. result, what is the result? What do did we you want? Make calls? Did you, did you, who scheduled? Who, you know, leave them alone. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> teach them how to make the calls, tell them what result is expected. And they're going to, not only they're, you know, when we, um, and, you know, I talk about it all the time, I send my dental team to your scheduling mastery seminar every, every year. There are a couple of people. Yeah. So, some uh, have been, you know, um, uh, repeated attendees. And when they come, they have so much energy and they have so much confidence. They actually love making those phone calls and they have like little competitions. Who's going to make more calls? Who's going to schedule more patients? It's, it's, I I love seeing um, their enthusiasm and, and, and just confidence does so much, right? Right. When, when you feel good about something, you like it. (laughs) Right. Like I've practiced this enough. I get it. Like I, I enjoy this, you know? So absolutely. You said something else that got me thinking. What was that? I said a lot. You did, but I, I'm happy you did. You know, oh, uh, phone recording. This is, this is right in line. So many people, my favorite question to ask, because we'll have clients or, you know, seminar attendees that will say, oh, well, we, we record our phone calls. Great. Does your team member have the account? Do they have the login? <laughs> no okay well then what are you doing with it <laughs> because I mean are you just going to sit down with a glass of wine at night and judge your team <laughs> what are you doing are you fixing the problem you know just fix it fix it you know everybody in the whole like if you're making calls and your call is re- recorded if you are answering calls here is full reign to the login go hear yourself. I mean, we all hate to hear ourselves, right? I will, I will not listen to this podcast because I don't want to hear myself, (laughs) but but, you know, you've got to, to grow. So maybe I will, right? Yeah. (laughs) Logins. How else are they going to learn? 
how, or do you think that's a safe work environment? Yes. I mean, absolutely. Good point. Because, um, you know, it's almost like someone is spying on me, you know, recording my calls. Someone is listening, but I have no access to that phone call. When, when, um, and we record, we do like a secret shop where we record our calls and our employees can listen to that call. And it's interesting when they listen, you know, they'll come back and they'll say, Oh, uh, I could have done that better. I could, cause they know the theory, but it's hard yeah. to do it in the moment sometimes, yeah. especially that they're so distracted. They have so many things going on. When they listen to themselves, they can learn from their own mistakes and make, and then you don't have to tell them what right. they did wrong. And then they don't feel like they're being micromanaged and spied on because they hear themselves because they, they know it's for, uh, you know, all of our recordings say for learning purposes, but. Right. If we're not listening to those phone calls, we're, we're not, not learning. learning. <laughs> we're not we're learning. You know, yeah, yeah. And and the, the leader of the organization, this is where communication comes into play. You guys, I subscribe to the service, but I did it for you. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to listen to it or I might listen to it, but mainly this is for you. Lay that foundation every, with every new service that you, you undertake, you, you're, as the leader of the organization, you kind of have to like inoculate everyone, just lay it out, just tell them, you know, be honest and true. And that's the only way that you're going to build that trust and the culture that you want. Absolutely. Um, Simon Sinek talks about um, the importance of safety and you just brought up um, a, a safe work environment. And when we, you know, well, we don't give enough feedback when our employees have to think uh, or wonder what it is that, you know, am I doing well? (laughs) You know, am I not doing well? If we only give feedback and we, you know, as dentists, we're not very good at giving feedback. We we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, So sometimes we, we won't say anything. Other times we'll try to wrap it in some sort of a compliment sandwich. Um, Other times we, but you know, at, at some point we'll 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 get to a point where we have to say something negative, and all of a sudden it feels like, whoa, she's attacking me now. Like what, you know? Right. And, and we haven't really um, been um, uh, forthcoming with that feedback all along. And right. That's that's so important. And I was talking to I don't know if you know Lisa Morgans. No, uh, she's, yeah, she's a coach and kind of, uh, she, I guess her specialty is, um, team development and generational dif- differences. And we talked nice. a lot about millennials and she mentioned that millennials of all generations need a lot more feedback, um, than the rest they of do. the kids. And, um, and I think they're, you know, and they job hop a lot and, and, and you were talking about retention and, and people leaving because they don't get enough training. Um, and I think it really all ties in together. It, t- it really does. It ties into that, that one-on-one time. And now they're saying, I actually went to a wonderful intern conference. It was, it was fun for me. It wouldn't be for you, I guess. But, <laughs> but, but it was just so enlightening because now we have Gen Z that wants more, even more feedback than ever. So, you know, for us, like, you know, our parents, our grandparents were told maybe, or my grandparents were told that the radio would rot their brain, right? My parents were told the TV would rot their brain. I was told video games would rot my brain. And now we're like, oh, it's the iPads. It's the iPads. It's, I don't believe that it is. 
I really don't. I mean, we shouldn't do it for eight hours a day, but, but these people are craving more feedback than ever with more technology. So true. And we, we have to give it to them. So it was in the intern conference, they actually said one time a day to walk up and talk to a Gen Zer. Okay. And also Gen Xer, think about it. And then uh, once a week, a little bit more of a, you know, this week, this, you know, you can talk about how the week went or whatever, or what you'd like to see more of, or one thing that you like that they did. And then now here we go with stay interviews and performance reviews that are way, and again, stay interview is more about you extracting information to self-reflect on you and the business and a performance review. You know, I, I really like when they do their own and then you do yours and then you, you check the results together. And, you know, these are things that, that these generations want. Uh, tell me a little bit about the state interview because we, I, again, most practices don't do them. Um, oh. So, so tell, tell me how, how it goes. So you'll schedule it with your team. I mean, calendar this bad boy out if you want to do it. You know, I know time is scarce. I really do. So you could, you could say maybe like every six, eight months, you know, or sometimes you just feel it from someone that they need one and announce it to the team. We're going to, we're going to do this and stick with it because when you change things, when you forget, that's when your team starts, uh, you know, hating a little bit, if you will. So you got to stick with it, but you're going to sit down and you'll have set questions to ask. Like, you know, tell me, how's it going? What problems do you encounter during the day? Are there any inefficiencies that you see? Tell me what you think about my leadership style. Would you consider leaving this place? And, you know, and, and Hey, if they are, wouldn't it be nice to plan for it? Right. You know, you might get someone to say, you know what? Well, I've always wanted to be a dental hygienist. And so I'm starting school in uh, five weeks and I didn't want to tell you. Like, oh, okay, well, let's start replacing you right now. You know, let's figure out this transition. So, um, you know, communication, asking the uncomfortable. It is very uncomfortable to ask, like, what do you think of me as a leader? And, you know, yeah. and, and I'm sure that for our employees, it's also uncomfortable, but it, um, it does, um, I think they respect us more when they see the human side of us. Let's talk about women, female bosses, because that I hear that come up a lot. Yeah. Um, I hear that women um, maybe have different challenges uh, running their practices. I hear that, um, and, I, and I'm not talking about balancing, you know, kids and work. No. <clears throat> I'm talking about leadership. Some I've heard women say that they would treat. Uh, me differently if I were a man, referring to the team. Uh, they would give me more respect. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I, I mean, you know, it, there's a lot of factors that, that come into play for that. I think as women, we are our worst critic. I, I don't think a man thinks about that at all. My husband doesn't self-analyze anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, poor thing, you know, he's just kind of going off on his own. And, and, you know, women, we're staring at ourselves in the mirror. Is my makeup right? You know, how does this look? Is this outfit okay? Do I look fat? You know, so we manage that same way. And I think that it can be good. Maybe, maybe we're a little too inward. And we need to stop being so inward thinking and, and self-critical and look out 
towards people. And, and I think um, your own perception of yourself is a little different. Um, you know, again, it all, it doesn't matter what gender, as long as you're consistent and transparent. I think, I think as women, we might wait a little too long amongst other women to be honest. If you think about, think about this, if you had a dental office, if you were a female dentist and you had a team full of women versus maybe one or two guys on your team, think about how the dynamics would change because they would, they would don't lie. So maybe again, you know, don't be afraid to rule out the guys in the dental office, get them in. They might add a different dimension, bring out kind of maybe a more playful side with everyone. I've seen it happen. I have, I don't know, just stop being so self-critical. I hear, you know, doctor or female doctor clients that come on with us say, you know, well, I walk into the room and I'm wearing a white coat and everything and they don't know I'm the dentist. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? Own it. So what? So you look young, you know, who cares? You know, but are you asserting yourself in the room the right way? Not in an, an aggressive way, but do you know your worth and can you project that? I think that's really important. Hundred percent agree, and it's been my experience. Like I, you know, maybe it was just very long time ago that people asked me if I'm the dentist because I look young. I don't, I don't know, but I really don't remember being in that situation. I really don't remember um, feeling like um, they, you know, someone questions what, who, you know, who owns the room, who, who is, yes. who is in charge here. I've never, I've never had that situation. I've never felt that I was treated differently. Mm-hmm. And maybe because I'm so busy thinking about other things, I don't have time for introversion. Right. Yes, uh, <laughs> that's right. <Yeah. laughs> but uh, I, you know, I was speaking um, on leadership at one of the practice on fire seminars, which there's one coming up. And, um, yeah, it's going to be in May in Miami. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to make it. I'd love no. to see you there. Uh, but, uh, I was speaking at the seminar and, um, I was giving some, you know, talk about systems and hiring. And at the end I said, do you have any questions? And the first question was from a female dentist. She said, but how do you do all this as a woman? And I, I was just lost. I'm like, um, this is this. We just talked about that. I it doesn't right. matter. <laughs> Gender doesn't matter. You're going to do it exactly the same right. way. Um, so and thank you. Needs yeah. to help more than anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so uh, tell me a little bit, just the, very briefly. Uh, let's talk about classic practice resources. Your role there. Uh, what you guys are doing now. What's coming up? I know there. I'm not going to say what it is too early, but I know there's some. Very cool things are coming that I'm excited about, but tell, t- tell me what's going on. So, well, we've named a few events. So we will actually be in California, just outside of Anaheim for an Academy for Scheduling Excellence awesome. in July. And in August, we'll be uh, at where are we? <laughs> Raleigh, North Carolina for another Academy for Scheduling Excellence. We are naming another date in the fall, probably in Chicago. Just don't commit me to that one. I'm, I'm hoping it's Chicago. And then we have kind of our fun mega event, which is an Academy seminar and Spice Up Your Practice seminar back to back. June 20th is the Academy seminar. And the June 21st and 22nd 
is the Spice Up Your Practice, which is one of my favorite, favorite events of all time. So the fact that we're combining two of our main mama jamas is exciting. And, you know, we're always working with clients. We have, you know, six month and uh, and one year consulting programs where teams come for training. Uh, We're just, we're hands on, you know, I mean, this is the kind of stuff we do with our clients all the time, you know, just talking, coaching, building, and making people's work life better. That's our goal. That's awesome. We're going to put the links in the show notes to your seminars and uh, to your uh, Classic Practice Resources website. Thank you. Uh, I've, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I've always been a huge fan. My team, um, I don't have anyone working for me who hasn't been trained uh, or at least uh, attended your seminars. Uh, you did one um well, you weren't there. Your mom did a seminar uh, in Burbank Lab a few oh, years yeah, ago. Yeah. And I took everyone there, not just front office, my, my right. tennis, my, my back office assistants, because I think that, you know, even though I think most of the time you're talking about, at least at this point, about what's happening at the front, I think that our hygienists who are maybe scheduling patients in the back, our assistants who are contributing to mm-hmm. uh, filling the schedule, uh, it's everyone's job. It's yeah. not just, I mean, there's got to be, your mom always talks about appointing the scheduling queen, but really keeping the office productive is everyone's job. And I took everyone to yes. uh, to that seminar. Dana, thank you so much for coming to the show again. Thank you. You're, you're a wealth of knowledge. I am so proud to be your friend. I am so proud to, um, you know, to, to be your mom's friend. I am, um, I, I mean, I couldn't be grateful for everything that you guys done for us over the years. And um, I can't wait to see you soon. Oh, can't wait to see you and happy to help. Happy to help anyone. So thank you. Thank you again. Thank you. thank you for listening to Behind the Smiles. This podcast episode was brought to you by Yappy. Not only does Yappy automate the busy work, it lets you get back to focusing on what's most important, your patience. So take a complimentary demo today at yappyapp.com.